Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. Kaz. I'm Sarah C, and I can speak. Yay! <laughs> Such a relief. Yes. Shit was terrible. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So, what's going on? Oh, um, nothing. Just, you know, ready to sit here and pod, and I feel like a lot has been going on, and, like, I feel like our schedule, there's so much coming up, and... Yeah. Like, I'm looking at my calendar, and I'm like, ooh, we are tight, tight up in here. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to, um, you're going Tuesday, right? On the Tuesday and Wednesday of... Lala's? Yes. Or are you gonna do both? Um, I I think I thought we were. I was gonna do one. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I still have a couple tickets to me. I was just sorting. So those of you that haven't gotten them, um, I know who you are. I'm getting them out tomorrow. Just trying to coordinate everything. Yeah. Anyways, so we've got that. We've got something this week, you guys. Lots of stuff coming up. So super excited. We're prepping for BravoCon, and. Yeah, and yes. then we, I just put out a Patreon on the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I was telling them, Holly, like, I had to shut off Bachelor in Paradise. I'm like, I'm done. I can't do it. It's it's too awful. These people are horrible. And then I picked it up a day later, two days later, and then it ended up being great. Like, next week looks awesome. So, we'll see. It's still a... I don't know. I might be aging myself out of it, but there is one scene coming up that I'll, I'll watch it and I'll let you know if it's worth watching, but it's in your genre because there's a medical emergency and this woman goes nine days without doing her business and they're <gasps> going to have, they're going to have to Shannon Bedore it. Oh, and it's, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes, but I'll, I'll keep you informed. Oh, man. <laughs> National TV. That's what I want my storyline to be. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Yeah. So just like last year, I think it was like this girl changed her mind at the last minute, but her luggage still went there. And like they they put in like dildos and stuff like they totally messed with her. It wasn't hers, but they made it appear to the whole world. Like, all this, like, stuff was in her suitcase. And I'm like, damn. Oh. Anyways, speaking of damn, you want to talk about Sandoval's podcast so y'all don't have to go listen to it and don't have to subscribe or hit that download button. You can just listen to a recap of it. <laughs> yes. Get it out of the way. Well, what do you think? I've been trying to decide, like, how I feel about it. Um, I was, like, definitely, like, as I was driving around listening to it, I was having, like, a physical, like, reaction to it where I was, like, you know, like, throwing my head back a couple of times or, like, you know, rolling my eyes when it was unsafe to do so on the road. Um <laughs> But you get pulled over and you're like, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I was just 
Sandoval came on the radio and I couldn't help it. It was an involuntary re- reflex. And he'd be like, I never heard that one, but that actually makes sense. Yeah. You're free, free to go, uh, lady. Uh, like, so today, um, Ronnie and Chad, they went on like a deep uh, fishing trip out of Newport Beach. Like it was, she's doing um, this like father-daughter kind of like Girl Scout thing. It's called the Indian Princesses. But um, on the, like all of a sudden, Ronnie starts texting me from Chad's phone. And she was a little nervous to go um, because she doesn't know anyone in the group yet. Like the kids haven't made, like all the kids are friends, but they don't know her. So she has to kind of make friends with everybody. And so, obviously, she was, like, very much relying on Chad to, like, run interference on that because Chad knows some of the people. And um, I get a text from her on Chad's phone saying that he's sick, like, violently seasick on the boat. And she's like, Mom, like, Dad's sick. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and so this this boat left at 1230, and it didn't get back till 530. (laughs) And so... Um, she's text, like texting me, like the texts are flying in and I'm driving and I like picked, I'm picking up my phone and like firing them back to her. And I look over and there's a cop like right next to, like staring at me texting. Like we were, we were stopped at a signal, but still, you know, like that's a full on ticket right there. And so I was totally going to do what you just said to me. Like officer, like, I'm so sorry. Like my husband's seasick on the boat. My nine year old's out in the ocean, like with no one's watching her. Like she doesn't know anyone. I was totally going to like feed him that sob story. But, um, yeah. So, (laughs) but yeah, that's the same reaction I was having to Sandoval too. I was like, ah. Um, but yeah, so Chad was sick on the boat, like almost all the way through until like the last hour. And then he started feeling a little better. Mm, I never made it that far. I made the boat turn around. Yeah. But Ronnie had fun. She made friends and it all worked out. So that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, (laughs) Holly texted me that. I was like, oh God. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you, Holly, it's still to this date, the worst feeling I've ever had in my life over any sickness and I was 17 when it happened so that says a lot because that was a long time ago so yeah have mercy on him it's just uh yeah uh, I I absolutely what I was just worried like for like for Ronnie that she would like because I knew like like shoot like she's on it's a long time that she's like out there you know um but yeah there because there's nothing you can do about it like once the sickness is there like you you gotta just yeah. Ride well, it out, and you don't want to go for a ride at that point. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can threaten the captain to make them turn the boat yeah. around. Yeah, well, Chad start. said Chad never actually, like, got sick. Like, he just oh. felt he, he held it down. But apparently there was another dad who got sick and was, like, you know, going over the side of the boat. And Ronnie said that his daughter was, like, crying next oh. to him. And I'm like, well, Ronnie, why didn't you go help her? Like, go say, like, come hang out with me or something. And apparently she was, like, five, so, like, younger than Ronnie. Oh, it's probably scary. It's scary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Well, I'm glad he made it. Yeah, he made it. Um, Okay, so back to Sandoval. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. He said he had to tour because it was the only way he could make money. Because he lost all those brand endorsements. And, like, I'm like, how do you make money? When you're paying the whole band, I just don't see how he can make money. But And they weren't bringing merch to these shows. Like, I get it if you were selling a lot of merch, but they stopped doing that. Because we had people at a lot of these concerts. And how much do you think 
like they're like you make if you're the guitarist. Like, like I, I, I guess I'm like curious, like because because Jason kind of you know weighed into him was like, yeah, like like I rely on this too. It's like I don't know, like what did you do before, people? I guess. <laughs> Jason, you're like 45. I feel like I feel like um, I I I guess I always thought that Sandoval's band was like very much like a hobby and like a love child of like he he loves music and like he's following his dreams. It's not necessarily like because he's making so much money. He, it's a hobby. Like he loves it, which is awesome. And if you can make a little money in the meantime, cool. But um, like I was thinking, each band person gets like. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a, I, if that. I was thinking. Yeah, because normally, like we, you know, we all know someone that has a band, and they might go play like spring break bar circuit or something, and you get like, well, my nephew travels around the country in a band, and you know, it pays for basically their gas and their hotels and stuff. But let's, you know, like five hundred a gig. But let's just say fifteen, like even say three thousand, split nine ways with all of the travel and everything. I just don't understand it. But then Jason's like, yeah, we. We have the the alcohol on our rider. And I'm like, you have a rider? But you can demand things? But like two bottles, like isn't that impressive? <laughs> when when they actually said what it was, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I would have said that." For for nine people, two he, bottles and like a case of Bud Light. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, um he's like it's, you know, it's a pretty detailed list. We have one box of Capri Suns, one package of, you know, like, you know, those chip boxes that you get at the grocery store. It's an 18 pack. There's always an 18 pack, not a 12 pack, 18. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I just want, I, I guess like my, my takeaway from his podcast was the power of podcasting and the power of when you give someone a listen, which I I I truly debated on if I even wanted to participate in listening to him, um, because I did read the Vanderpump like pod recap site, you know, and I was like, I think like I, I need to hear one for myself so I can hear like the tone because you, you when you're reading a recap, you can't hear exactly like you have to like, hear it for yourself. Yeah, she's and, not gonna type every like uh like you know whoa or you know, yeah whoa. yeah, and you just can't exactly tell you know like when they're joking or when they're serious. And so yeah, I wanted to hear for myself, but yeah, again, I was just like very taken aback by the power of podcasting and the power of putting yourself in a position to like kind of trick people into acting like like you know what you're talking about therefore like what you're saying is like perceived as truth I guess and I found myself almost like I don't want to say that I was siding with him but I was starting to empathize with him as he was talking like when he was saying you know he you know went to this dark place and he you know like all these things I was like going oh gee like and then I was like, hold on a second. Like, and like, and then I put it like all into perspective again. And I was like, yeah, like, if you listen to that, like, it is kind of easy to get sucked in. To, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's, and I know, well, like, I, and everyone, ha- yeah, and everyone has their story. And I guess, like, it's fa- like he gets to say his too, but I don't know. Yeah. He's like, we did eight shows in 10 days, man. And like, he comes home and there's like, a production crew shoot, shooting a commercial that's making fun of him 
and his personal assistant is like running around kind of helping right so sure that irritated him well i you know what you know why i liked that he said that is there was you know that whole story that came out I, i believe from ariana's mouth herself of saying you know that he has you know come home and like you know been upset at the crew that's in the house or kind of created a a problem or like a hostile environment when she's trying to work in the house or just make it awkward. But to hear his side of that, I was like, okay, like that would be kind of obnoxious. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. That was at the same time. They really kind of upplayed the Ariana reconciliation. Like Jason's like, well, you're getting along now, right? He's like, yeah. I mean, like I was in the kitchen and like, she didn't go immediately upstairs. Like she still like opened her tower of Amazon boxes, but there was no eye contact. There was no speaking. I'm like, um, yeah, cause she has to get shit done. Like, I think you're, he's like, that's progress, man. Like, okay. There was some, there was like a couple of things that I wish that would have been addressed. And, I feel like we've tried to like pose this question like in our group and and Patreon and on this podcast, but it's like, I'm curious to know as Kyle Chan and as Jason, like they, they kind of were excusing away. Like they're like, well, you know, like it was really hard watching you be like this fugitive in your own skin, in your own house. You couldn't even like move around. Like it was like pretty awful to watch. And it's like, yeah, I could see how that would be awful to watch, but like I'm wondering what made them I don't want to say take Tom or or like choose Tom's side, but like it has to be pretty like it's pretty ballsy to go on Tom's side. Like there there's pretty much the three people who supported him throughout this all. It's Jason, Kyle, and Billy. And I would definitely say that all three have gotten a lot of hate for it. So I'm just wondering like what was that conversation like? And like, as a band member to stand behind him, you know, and like, and stand up there when people are saying like horrible things, like that's your front person and your boss. Like, are you like, you're like kind of like co-signing on that behavior if you stand behind that person. I don't know. Yeah. But sort of like, they wouldn't have had what they have. I mean, it's not going to hurt them, really. It's not going to... I mean... They're still getting more exposure because of it. Like, Billy Lee was not getting any exposure. Well, but now she is again. And Kyle Chan is getting a free... He got a whole... One of the biggest shows of the year, he got the finale party at his own fucking launch. Well, I feel like that part was really funny, too, when they were talking about um, the fight, you know, that happened between his guest that was invited and yeah. and the cast. And he was like, you think I, I want that? You think I want that? And I'm, it, yes. But at the same time, they just said how lucky he, it, he was that that fight happened there because it got press, which the event exactly. would not have gotten. So they totally gave themselves away. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he says, I mean, I'm sure it was very exciting with the cameras and the cast. And yes. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I, I thought that was funny, too. And I love that these two best friends have now competing whiskeys. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can consider Tom's competitive. Is Tom's even in stores? I don't I, know. I've never seen it. 
And then Billy, of course, has all the exposure, now has um, a place back on the show, which I know she initially didn't want to come back because it wasn't a great experience. But I think she is kind of like Stassi. Stassi was under the, you know, illusion, like delusion, whatever, that she, they would follow her and she'd get her own show. I think Billy thought she'd get her own show or own opportunities as a result. And that never happened. So I bet she's very happy to be part of it again. And she gets to do free laundry on Ariana's dime of Ariana paying the electricity and the water for that damn laundry. I I feel like if, like, just how I mentioned those three people that have backed up Sandoval even more than his own family, um, I think I would have just been like, and Billy came over, you know, to hang out with me and give me support. If he, like, announced that I was over there doing my laundry, I don't know if I would be happy with that. <laughs> right. Like, it's kind of like a little dig. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I, I mean, not that, that it's anything to be embarrassed about. It's just like kind of, it's like like almost like a backhanded compliment where it's like, yeah, like Billy would come over like I was helping her out with something, her laundry. But, you know, like she did want to come over, even though she, you know, she did need to do that. So uh, I don't, it was just yeah. kind of fun. It's like she also watched your freaking animals and like everything else. Mm-hmm. Like I could see if she was house sitting and, and pet sitting while they were both away. Yeah, do your laundry. Yeah. That's what you do, well, you know. But yeah, it was a little weird. What do you think of, so it was a little confusing because she's like, yeah, dude, I stopped drinking like April 4th or 5th. But then later, Jason's talking about the tour. And he's like, yeah, I mean, when it was getting to early May, and we were gearing up to do our tour. I was like, ooh, how's he going to handle this? It's like, you know, he's going to keep doing what we're doing, like drinking. Like, like it's like, yeah. Like, is he going to keep drinking? Like, is he going to shower? Like, how is he going to be able to do this? And it's like, wait, I thought that he was like good to go on April 5th. Yeah. So well, it, Jason made it sound like he, he was still drinking in April, but then like, did he just not see Jason for it? Cause Tom's like, I really didn't tell very many people. I'm like, yes, you did. Cause you were announcing it everywhere. Cause everyone was catching you drinking your beer on stage. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a little gray area, but he was very careful because. But then, but then, the- but then they did sit there and talk about like all the alcohol that they have on tour and, and they make sure that he has his beer bucket. Um. Yeah. And this was also, their rider and these three like the bottles, the beer, the beer bucket. They really hadn't done much of a tour before Scandaval. No, but it was like L.A., <laughs> you know, Southern California. Yeah, they sprinkled a couple, like a Sacramento and you know one or two others. But they're really mm, kind of weird. It's like if you, do, it just doesn't. Yeah, it it, it raised up. it raised like a little like yellow flag for me. I was like, huh. I mean, I I love a a you know stopping the the alcohol intake a little for some mental health you know check, but um, yeah, and that's I, fine. He made it. But I also think it's like dangerous to kind of like throw that around, especially to someone who may like really be looking up to him. You know, for that, I I don't know. Like, there's like very triggering things that people can say. Um, so Jason used the word sober. He's like, how long have you been sober for? And Tom said, 
well, I haven't drank or I haven't been drinking since April. So um, I don't know if that was like his careful way of having an out when he does drink because he did say part of this podcast is going to be yeah. heavily about making cocktails. That, that's where I was like, I was, I was like, how are you going to, yeah, I, I was like, I was really confused. And again, like, I have no problem with like whatever he chooses to do. It was just, I felt like um, the message was very blurry where I was like, okay, like, which is it? Like, do we need not just Tom who can't form a sentence, do we need Tom and Jason to do season 11 recaps? Ooh, hey, I've never watched the show, but I think Ariana was acting out a line there. Like, I I don't know if I need that. I, al- uh, I also, like, have a problem with, um, like, the wishy-washiness of they like the fans, they don't like the fans, they need the fans, they don't need the fans. It's about the music. It's about the show. Like, they really need to pick a lane. And I felt like Sandoval was being very careful. Like, Jason kind of went in a little, like, hard. And he's like, well, you know, like, without the show, we, you know, people wouldn't even come to see the band. And it's like, that that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, like, people threw things at us on stage. And, and then, but then Sandoval was like, oh, yeah, they had haters there wearing, like, worm shirts or flipping them off for the camera. But then as soon as they'd get their shot, he said they'd turn around and start dancing and have the best time of their life that they were just poser haters. Like He's like, everyone, once they realize how great it is, just had the best time. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm sure you converted a few, but that seems a little broad. And, and, um, and then I was like, I was annoyed too. Even Kyle used the word trolls. He's like, when the trolls, you know, and it's like, hmm, that, I don't know. It's like a little rich. (laughs) So one of the problems that I had was, you know, why he needed the money he needed to tour. Because he's like, well, I was supposed to do Winter House, and then that didn't work out. And he's like, dude, the only reason I agreed to shoot with, like, Sheena or LVP was because... They said they were going to pull Winterhouse from me unless I shoot with them. So I did it. And then they pulled it from me anyways. And I'm like, oh, so that conversation you had with Sheena, that wasn't sincere at all. You had no intention or desire to do that. You were forced gun at head point. Head point? Does that sound right? Um, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds wrong. But and I'm like, oh, you were doing that to make sure you still secured Winterhouse. Not because you cared. I don't know, I was just cheaping the whole thing now. Yeah. I mean, they had a moment, and for a moment you, I mean, of course, Sheena stole the show on that scene, but for a moment you're like, okay, here's Sandoval out. But he, he wasn't even there with sincerity. He was there for Winterhouse agenda. I mean, the, the the joy that I found in that comment was that production, like, turned it on him. Yeah. You know, it's like that made me like really happy. And it it just yeah, it just makes me feel better about the whole thing. It's like, okay, good. And from that he said, and that's where like the whole producer thing came from, like with me. Like he's basically admitting, yeah, I lied to uh Raquel and told her I was going to get a producer credit. He's basically saying he made it all up. He's like, "Oh, I'm just saying like I do so many things to like make the show bigger and better, you know? And like it's like some I do things like a producer would do." 
I'm like, well, that doesn't make you a producer, though. <laughs> that is what I have been saying from day one about this guy. And yeah. what everyone has been saying. Like, he 100% cooks up ideas at the beginning of the season of what is going to work. And he, like, goes balls to the wall on how he's going to do it. Which, yeah. like, I mean, you we can go season by season and talk about every single thing that he's ever done. And I think in the past, Ariana was definitely a part of that. I'm sure Kristen was a part of that when she was in the mix. Um, yeah. it, that's It's just both of them have talked about how that's what he does. Yeah, that's true. So he, yeah, he feels like a producer because he's crafting the storylines. He's manufacturing the plot. And he, and he even mentioned like how he was like, like, don't worry, like I'll get all this stuff. Like I'll, I'll make, you know, so all of his little scenes where he's being extra, like he, Mm -hmm. like he didn't have help with that. He literally paid for that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So then the only other thing he really said was how he would wait with bated breath for Raquel's calls. Like he, you know, he couldn't call her back. So it would just be like whenever she could call and he just like lived on, you know, eggshells waiting for that call. And if she didn't call, he'd be all depressed and in a bad mood. And and he talked about when they filmed that scene, you know, on the, the extra finale scene, it felt weird and gross. And he's like, it felt like it was like, you were making out with your mistress is your wife's funeral. And I'm like, yeah, except for that you were fucking your mistress while your wife was at her grandma's funeral, you fucktard. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. We feel really sorry for you that it was awkward filming with Rachel after Scandal was exposed. That must have been really hard on you. Was it really uncomfortable? I mean, it, it looked uncomfortable, so I'm glad he said that it was uncomfortable because it was extremely hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, we'll see. Like, I get that there's, you know, there's a couple couple podcasts worthy of stuff he could say to the people. But after that, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to call it now. It's not going to last. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine it lasting. I'm just just wondering what he's going to do with it. After, once you get past all this, like, soaking the last tidbits, wringing the towel of the last droplets of sweat from Scannaval. He's like, we'd have like behind the scene talks about special forces. And I'm like, okay, so that's like an episode or two. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then what? I don't know. Anyways, well, you want to talk some Southern charm? Yeah. Okay. I want to make a correction on our hasty judgments last week. So, we did a deep dive on Brett, Madison's husband, last year and found, like, yeah, he's very wealthy. We deduced it's probably from, like, the Mormon family money and that he was working in tech. I still don't know about the tech thing, but he is not new to the fire department. Thank you, listener, who um, got all the info for us and it was really useful and helpful and I will not say as promised um, who or how but um, basically so Brett had he I think he graduated like the fire academy like 2012 mm-hmm. and has been as a firefighter this whole time and then he was made captain not chief so Madison still misspoke captain um, but the 
Madison is wrong about that. Yeah, they send the family men back to the desk jobs. It's like, that is not true. We know that for a fact. Anyways, because I have firefighter friends as well. Um, it was like he had to, to get the captain job. He had to move to like this one division, which was then meant a desk job. Um, so, I don't know. In order to go up, he had to go down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it wasn't because he has a family now and they, they moved him inside. That was not the reason, but he moved to a smaller unit, so that meant he had the office job as captain. But since that, since filming wrapped, he has now moved back to the bigger unit and is out there in the field again now as a, like, you know, not not in a desk job. Got it. And what I was told he is extremely nice an extremely hard worker, super kind, and, like, fantastic overall. Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, he gets an A+. Plus. Mm. Well done, Madison. All right, so, Austin invites Taylor over in the morning for their ha- hangover IV. Ugh. Hmm. Uh. You're not trying to squash any of these rumors now, are you? So she comes over. He's got this. Oh, no. They, they, they go over to a JT's and it's like messy bachelor pad with this like shoes everywhere. It's like, don't you have a closet? Um, and he like we learn he is type one diabetes. And of course, everyone was like, you're not supposed to drink like that. You are type one or type two? I know they just cha- they changed it. Yeah, I'm type one. Um, I was like extremely triggered by this whole scene and all of the diabetes use throughout this episode. Um, yeah, I was triggered by his drinking because like that's just horrible. And then um, like it, I mean, it's just going to make his numbers go crazy. Um, and then. I'm I'm newly diagnosed, so maybe I don't know much. So if, if someone messaged me, if this is incorrect, but I have never taken my number, um, taken my syringe, drawn my insulin, and then shot it through my clothes into my butt. <laughs> Thank you. That was my question. Never. That was insane. And granted, okay, he's been doing it since he's a little kid. So that's what I was. I was like, okay, like maybe I'm just like not comfortable yet, like doing that. But um, I don't think that's sanitary. But yeah, that I was because I I was telling Chad about it. I was like, he's like, well, he's like, that's fine. If it was like his like basketball shorts, it's probably just going right through. I was like, yeah, but like the needle is going through. Like, what if his shorts aren't clean? And then like like sometimes like you know it, it draws like a little bit of blood. So then the blood staying there and. I don't know, like, I, I like, clean Here's mine with, like, a little, like, alcohol thing, and then I shoot it, you know, and, and, like, my That's ins- what I have to do, too. I have the auto-injector, and I have to alcohol swab the area, because the thing is, the needle can pull in. Anybody, just watch Forensic Files. It can pull in anything on the surface, which, imagine those threads, if he had sweat in them. He probably did, because he slept in them. Or, like, I know this is, like, super disgusting, but, like, what if he pulled down his pants and, like, a piss strip went on there, and then the needle goes in, and, like, and then he's, like, inserting, like, piss and poop into his butt. Well, the piss would be sterile, but the poop could be an issue. <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah, I know, but it's but even anything on the clothing that could get wait, piss is sterile. 
Yeah. Oh. You should, if you get, like, that's why, like, when you get stuck with a jellyfish, you're supposed to pee on yourself, or you can drink it if you're, like, you know, in Afghanistan, like, and you're dying, you're supposed to drink your own stuff, because there's a lot of nutrients in it. Oh. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, I agree. It's like, I just, I think there's things that could be pulled in with the needle that could then create some bacteria or an infection or something. But I mean, I did, I did like that, like, they showed him checking and then how you have yeah. to give yourself, like, you know, you wake up, you check, you give it. I mean, I think that's, like, been my biggest thing of, like, finally figuring out how to, like, really take care of myself with this is, like, I... I have to do the function of my pancreas. And that means constantly giving myself insulin to balance that out. And I think I was fighting that for a long time, hoping that I didn't have to or that it would get better on its own. But with zero function of that, like you have to. And so that's been a big like game changer. But the other big game changer is my little sensor that's on my arm. Like when you have to prick your finger that much, it sucks. I was kind of surprised you didn't have that. Where you yeah. I, like I could just look at my phone right now and see what's happening. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he kind of explains why he lives there now. He's developing a bunch of Airbnbs, which do look really cool. Yeah. Um, it's more than you know. He moved there during COVID because it was like loose and fun. I was like, okay, but you're actually doing projects, so okay, you get a pass. Um. Um. um really quick. Um. I listen to a podcast this weekend shout out to Jacqueline Berry she has a podcast called um the un um what is it the unpc reality podcast i hope i'm saying that wrong right um and she gave us a shout out on there she said that she loves to listen to our podcast which love that but um she was recapping southern charm this episode and i loved what she said where it was like we don't need another, like, effing douche guy on this show. Like, we... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, to throw another one into the mix that we're supposed to, like, fall in love with, like, his little shtick. Like, and, like, calling his mommy and, like... I, I don't know. It's like... I don't know that I'm on board. I actually... They all call their moms. All uh, God. I, I can't. These mothers did a terrible job. I hate to blame it on the mom, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> It, uh, but yet all their moms seem really cool and down to earth i like, think no- it's like i i think it's like a, like the mother-son thing or something because yeah. um like like today diane had had um since it was just me and daisy because um ronnie and chad were on the boat she had me and daisy and my brother's girlfriend over and we were making succulent pumpkins like it was like a little activity day and um and, like, the things, like, that my mom was saying to her about my brother, like, talking about when he was a baby or this or that, I was just, like, it's it's like she is a completely different person when she speaks about him. Like, I – and I'm, like, am I going crazy? Like, am I crazy to, to hear this, to think this? And then I'm, like, no, I'm not. I Like, I know I'm not. And it, it's exactly like, yeah, it's like when they call up their mommies and they're, like – I just need a mommy snuggle right now. I just need my mommy yeah. to wrap her arms around me and snuggle me. 
because you would almost think she would have more stories of you because you're the first. So everything would be so new. By the time you have your second, third, you're like, yeah, my other kid did that too. Yeah, my other kid did that too. You know what I mean? Well, like, it, it, yeah, so like you, we're talking about babies, obviously. So my mom was like, yeah, like I would like try to like rock, you know, um, your brother to sleep. And like I was like, why does he keep crying? And then it was funny. But when I would lay him down – he would go right to bed. So he just didn't want to be like snuggled. But then a few years later, then he came back to snuggle. And she's like, because, you know, um, she's like, not to like judge Holly or anything, but um, I like to hold my kids when I feed them. Like I, I never like laid them down with a bottle or anything like, like Holly did. And I was like, um, mom, I'm like, excuse me, mom. I breastfed Daisy until I went to the Kentucky Castle, which she was like over a year old. So I yeah. obviously I held her every effing feeding. Like, oh like God. what the hell? And, she, and, she, and she's like, oh, she's like, oh, you're right. You're right. It's like, so then where did that just come from? <laughs> so you have to like point it out and make sure you're fact checking her yes. along the way. Wow. And like, and I could let it go. Like I could have just let that comment go and be like, yeah, I put my kids down like to like, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could like, why, why couldn't I have just let that go? Cause I know that I didn't, but it's like, who cares it's if I did it's right or wrong to do either way. It's that she just got the information wrong and you don't want anyone telling you, you did something that you didn't do. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if like, personal preference either way is fine hold your baby or don't hold your baby it doesn't matter it's just like just don't tell me I did something I didn't do but it's but Chad was like well how was it like what was it you know like how and I was like well I ran interference the entire time because my mom is like demanding to come over to my brother's apartment and like start doing like a nursery and like they keep gently telling her no because they're moving and like they just they don't want that they just want to like keep it like super casual and my mom's like yeah but you know like we need to get things set and I'm like dude like I would not have let Sandy come over and do that like and then she was like oh I went to like this like baby store yesterday my mom's like why didn't you call me I would have gone with it's like mom because like did you like she doesn't want to like she's not calling you because like that it's like her thing I was going to say, hey, now she might be off your back a bit about, you know, parenting and stuff. But then again, now it's just, it's, now you're not going to be able to just go, oh, I can't help you. I, I'm I'm with the baby. I'm oh, the baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but but Chad was like, you shouldn't run interference. Like, let, let Mikey yeah. feel what it's like. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that to her, though. Like, it's just not fair. <laughs> it's like, I can't do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's funny. Well, I'm going to listen to that. As soon as you said un-PC reality, I was like, I'm in. Yes. Yes. And I I thought she said it was her first episode. It was like she did it solo. Like it was such an easy listen. So congrats on your podcast. Keep going, girl. And yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, we're also going to do another crossover podcast with Small and Failing podcast. So when that comes out, we will let you know. And in the meantime, go ahead over to that podcast if you want to like get a feel for it if you haven't already. Um, he does fun like Hallmark movies, Lifetime movies, but like in a fun way. So it's yes, Small I was, and Failing. I was going to say um, we need, we'll email him back too. I'll email you about it, but we should collab on that new show that we're going to be doing with him, have him watch an episode and have him come on and talk to us about it. Like, you know, have him collab on ours. 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, do we just broadcast it on both or do part one, part two? But yeah, I want us to be able to put him out on yeah. ours well, I thought, I thought for that, new audiences. I, yeah, and I thought that would be such a fun show to do with him, too. So, like, just Which to show? add. Uh, the the um, Jax's show, Villains. Oh, oh, oh okay. Like, just yeah, like, because yeah. it'll be coming out, it'll be fresh and fun. And, I mean, obviously, you can do Vanderpump Rules, too, but I just thought it'd be sooner, you know? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so back to Southern Jam. Okay. So Craig and Shep are getting pedicures. Craig, just like Sandoval, has to have his little special finger. Um, And Shep wants nothing to do with the polish. Um, Shep's toes are kind of janky. Like, I'm not here to toe shame or anything, but I kind of am. Like, they're bent over and, like, all crooked. and (laughs) Like, it reminded me of, like, Tara Reid on the, the show when she's like bent over carrying the rock like crouching tiger. Or you can't say that someone's toes are bent over. They they're all like craggly, like they're like <laughs> like they're they're like um, a ninety degree angle, like <gasps> like. Oh my god! They just they're not like they're like I, well, they're like. Mine mine are like straight and long. You know, like when Jack in the Box comes out with like freaking churro fries. They're like that. Like, they're in the box, like, all like... Oh, yeah, that's his toes. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. And then I noticed Craig is utilizing the vibrate feature of his massage chair. And uh, it just gave me the visual back to the airport when I would sit in the... There's this one time, particularly. I sit in the Moffin, but sometimes the massage chairs in airports are placed, like in positions they shouldn't be placed. So and you can't control, like, some of the chairs have, like, do you want kneading or rolling or vibrating or pounding? And <laughs> some of them are just, like, everything. So I'm, like, sitting in there, and it's, like, blah, 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 and it's, like, shaking my boobs. So I'm, like, shimmying my boobs without, like, trying to. And, like, these guys are, like, walking by and looking, and it looks like I'm, like, hey, big boy. And they're, like, up and down. I'm, like, shit, I got to get out of this chair. I just spent $5. But I'm, like, this is way too embarrassing. But his whole face was, like, it was funny. But it reminded me of that. It's, like, the things you and I have to deal with. A good, a good pounding. Yeah, I know. I can't. Um, oh, by the way, I went to Burke Williams on Friday. Sarah, I had like, like flashbacks of like my old life of when I would have like you would give me like spa passes. I would go there. I mean, I had shower caps. I had rubber bands. I had tons of throwaway razors. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Everyone else yells at me for shit like that. I, and you appreciate it. No, I, are you kidding me? I, like, <laughs> And my kids were like, whoa, you got Q-tips? I'm like, yep. Um, I, t- I told you in my trade show, I got you about like 32 <laughs> tea packets. Yes. <laughs> I kept grabbing like handfuls, like the banquet workers, but and I'd like shove them into my pocket and I'd go get another, like go to the other table and I'd shove. Like, They're like, this my- is so weird. There's so many tea bags missing, but the hot water is all still there. <laughs> um, but it was so nice, like just being there and like remembering like all those just those relaxing moments. Um, and I got a great massage. Thank you for the tip of saying to um, have my pure relaxation massage firm. It worked wonderful. And I told them, like, don't do the BS on the legs and all that stuff. Like, focus on the back. Oh. And they did. 
I like it all. I can't decide because so I. That's why I have to do the long one. She still did it all, but she. You know how like sometimes, like sometimes yeah. I'll get the massage and like they work on my legs and arms and neck and head so long that my back hurts by the time it's done. Yeah, exactly. No, so sure. th- she she did a good job, except for like the firm pressure was like all good until she did like a. What's that snake called that like grips onto you and what doesn't let go? Like it was like her her hand went on like with one hand snapped onto my neck and like she went and I'm like dude I'm like I guess I can't do the firm on the neck because that's way too hard and like literally I feel like it's yeah. bruised. No, that hurts. It's a sensitive area and there's also an area like it's the front of your like armpit below your sh- like. But when like- they when they push down on your chest. Yeah, but it's like the side, like the the upper side boob, like yeah, it's like yes. no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like not deep tissue on the inner arm. <laughs> yeah, but she was like, "Holly, is this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're <laughs> let's back off a little on that part." Um, but it was yeah, it was awesome. The other thing I hate, which is why I just I to get my foot massage, I do the the nice pedicure at a pedicure place because every time I go to massage place they literally like get to the feet and I'm like yes and it's like they slap some lotion on it and that's it I'm like hello I'm I like, know I was you're, you're like taking a jackhammer to my my back my feet could use a little bit deeper of a yeah at least like use that that finger like the thumb on it or something like come on dude they never do it's weird um right before I went into my massage I was telling my two friends who don't do not watch the housewives I was telling you about how Vicky did the little leg thing, you know, oh. to get her little happy ending. And they were, they couldn't believe that that was a thing. And I was yeah, like, I was like, sh- I was like, should I try it at Burke Williams? Like, uh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I did, did you not. Have a guy or a girl? I had a girl. Okay. She was okay. good too. Oh. <sighs> yeah, this, I can't even, Vicky of all people. She's so uptight about things like about you know sexuality that it's just so weird. It just oh, doesn't. Oh my god! I have to veer again, you guys. I'm so sorry. Like we're trying to be at the nail salon at Southern Charm, and I keep veering away. While I I dropped Chad and Ronnie off today at the boat in Newport at the Fun Zone, and um, we are driving down, and I said, Chad, do you want to see where Shannon Bedore crashed? It's literally like I can take a right. It's like very easy, and he's like, okay. So we go down the street so so I can show him, and someone has now left flowers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like there's like dried roses, like you know, like it's it's now turned into a monument, and it looks exactly the same. But like there's the like, <laughs> but there's yes, there's like someone should put a freaking Shannon candle on there, you know, yes. like like the one. <laughs> The ones at the swap meet with oh Jesus on them. Oh, my God. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get one and go go do it. We'll get another viral reel going. I saw I saw our reel was posted in the Watch What Crappens group, and it made me so proud. Hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, sorry. So back, back. Craig and Shep were talking about how they know – they both know and have experienced Austin going after their former flames in the past case in point was Chelsea for, but you know, I'm sure there's plenty of others. So it's like, God, if you know that about your friend, like it's kind of crazy, but then Shep makes this analogy and it's a good analogy, except for it's not. Cause he's like, He's like that kid in the sandbox that wants your toys. And well, there's three other toys there. You know, they want your toy. And I'm like, 
are you comparing women to toys? Because in his mind, it is the same. Like, it is a good analogy, but at the same time, knowing Shep and just how, like, like an old school, like, what do you say a week or two ago? He's like, yeah, it's so weird. Like, women, they want, like, the careers and stuff nowadays. Like, he's so, like, an old man. I think, like, I think that's why I'm kind of having a hard time with this whole storyline, too, is Shep himself. To me, I'm not invested in Taylor uh, either getting revenge or, like, or what she's up to because he is, like, the opposite of what I would ever – I don't even know if I like her. And I don't – like, yeah, I don't know how to how to – yeah, it's, like – He's not a prize, and he's not even into her. So there's nothing to even mourn. He's right. he's like an asshole, right? That's never said anything. But I probably don't think I can ever get married. I cannot commit anything to you. Like at least she says that he's upfront about it. But she just kept thinking she could change him, and it's like, okay, that's your youth showing. Got it. But you can't be really that angry at him. He is being who he says he is. He's showing you who he is. He always has. He's so, like, he's literally playing, like, the Tom Likas game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and it works. Like, uh, yeah. I always wanted to be that, that person that could just, like, not care. Or, or, like, I even have a couple of friends like this, like, in my, like, girlfriends that, like, I feel like they kind of play hard to get. Or, like, they, they make that, like, themselves that in the friend group where they're, like, a little aloof. But yet everyone wants to be around them for some reason. It's mm-hmm. like I I don't get it I I don't I don't play that game and I would not play that game with Shep. No, because it, it doesn't work on him. You have to all these people doing these little games. They have to know their audience because it works for some men and doesn't work for other men. This shit doesn't work for him. It does not. It's maybe more the jealousy. Like it seems he's. It's like you got his attention with the Austin thing, but the other stuff of like the marriage pressure. He's like, oh, there's other fish in the sea because he truly believes. Uh, I'll find someone else. There's plenty of them. I actually, no trouble. Yeah, that the mo the time that I've seen him like I feel like show the most emotion is him worried that she was such a nice person and that he hurt her. He wanted to hear that that like how bad she was doing and how what a shell of a person she was because he left her. Like that's where he I felt like he lit up. Once he heard that she was okay and everything was <laughs> fine, then he was like Okay, like like he's basically he's out of the challenge. clear. Yes. It's, yeah. And no one's going to think he's a bad person. He wanted to make sure that like she's good and now he can like continue with his his shtick. Yeah. All right. So then we go back to Taylor and Austin. I've never done the IV thing. I've only done liquid IV. And if liquid IV would like to sponsor us, please reach out. You will not regret it. It will be heavily used and marketed. Um I just delivered one yesterday. Have you have you ever well you've done enough IVs so And I, I have actually done an IV um treatment. Um it was over at your at that um twenty four hour fitness over in Seacliff. They had like a, there's like a little IV thing in that gym. And um one of my friends, this was like right when Ronnie started doing her musical theater thing, you she's mean like LA Fitness. Oh, LA Fitness. Wherever yeah, the where they have a pool, right? Because it was, I feel like it was like by the pool, um, and 
anyway, she's like, oh my god, you have to go do this IV. Like, it, I finish it, and I'm in, like, I am in the best mood. It's such, like, it lifts your spirits, your glow. Like, she, like, gave it this huge review, and I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, okay. Um, like, I think she said she did it, like, around her period, like, when she was, like, feeling shitty, you know? So I went over there, and I tried it, and I, I want to say it was, like, $110 or something. Like, it was ridiculous, and um, I didn't feel shit. Nothing. It's like those oxygen bars in Vegas. I never felt shit from those. Like maybe I didn't do it right. Like maybe I, I don't. I but it's like it went into my veins. Like what? What? It, what else? Yeah. Could, there's not. There's no way to screw that up. Yeah. The oxygen bar. Maybe there's a way to screw up because maybe you're not like inhaling. inhaling or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. Because like I, Gio I, did that on selling OC too, right? He had it come to his house. I swear, I, it was like. 500 bucks every two weeks or something. Yeah, but I feel like if, like, you had a big drinking night and, like, you were, like, dehydrated and everything, like, I'm sure it would make you feel better, but... Like a bachelorette weekend or yes, something. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Where you really yeah. had to rally. Oof. But, like, what were they rallying for? Right? Just <laughs> another day. And she, so she's like, mm. I didn't, he's like, the guys are talking about you sleeping here. She's like, I didn't want anyone to know. It's like, yes, you did. That's why you told JT. You wanted Shep to know because you're trying to get under his skin. I see through you. Yeah. Shit. Okay. I did not like Vanita last year. I liked her her first year. Did not care for her last year. However, I am impressed i'm willing to give her another shot strictly based on her food and beverage options at her party um finally a party we can say hey i yeah i would we're not even gonna improve upon it yeah i would say i would have partaken in literally everything and um yeah and like just comfortable nice i'm still not like fully on board with her because like I don't know. Even though it looked like a fun party, I was still bored. Yeah, I just liked the food options. She Me was too. considerate of of Olivia's needs. She had a nice mix. So if someone didn't like goat cheese, you had this. You had fruit. You had, you know. And then like alcohol, like a nice variety. I you know. I just like I really appreciate when someone takes time. Like you can tell she made a list and she made sure that it checked every single thing and like whether or not she set it up herself or not, like she knew what was going on and I appreciate that. Yeah. Very unlike the New York ladies. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Take take a lesson. I don't know though. She's like talking to her dog. She's like, Look, Charles, we got some flowers. Look, Charles I'm like you really is this really a scene here? Yeah. I don't know. Um I love that so they're sitting around talking and then uh, Olivia was saying how she was at Soho House or whatever it was and Austin walked in and like saw her making out with this baseball player, which was a perfect trigger because that's you know, the A Rod Madison thing for Austin was difficult. So. Yes. And I do remember she was dating um a baseball player when we met her at Schwartz and Sandy's and that the rumor had just come out she started dating but a, like a minor league player. So that makes sense because that was um early November. Yes. And yeah, so that's the guy. Oh, so anyways, Madison explains to Taylor that the men are all gaslighting her by making her look crazy. And then they all talk about it. And that's true. Like they're riling her up and then like they get her to a point where she does what she does. 
And they're like, whoa, boy, you really dodged a bullet. Look how crazy she is. She's like, go back and show, like, if you just show them how happy you are, that's the best revenge. Like, that's what's going to get to him. And I just like that, you know, she called them out. She's like, these guys are thick of th- thick as thieves. They're going to hide their shit. They're going to be pretend to be your friend, but their loyalty will never be to you. Well, yeah, I also really liked this scene. I loved that they that everyone was kind of giving their advice to Taylor because she is acting so immaturely and kind of how everyone would want to act, but you actually hold it in and don't do that. She's doing it, you know? So I I liked that they were, like, kind of trying to, like, gently point that out to her. Like, you know, you don't have to fly off the handle like that. You can, you know, hit him where it hurts. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. She's still defending him, though. She's like, well, I just... <coughs> Sorry, Austin treats his friends so well. And I'm like, he does by sleeping with their girlfriends. It's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I must, I don't know if I like wasn't tuning in during like when fans were supposed to like fall for Austin, but it never really happened for me. Like, I don't find him. Like, to me, like, it's, I wouldn't say it's as bad as Shep's, like, red flags that I see, but I see flags for Austin, obviously, too, where he, like, makes dumb mistakes, and I don't know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hold on a sec. Oh, I had to clear my throat. Um... I like how Craig's business partner is like lecturing him how he has to actually stay and work and not run off to the Hamptons to be with Paige all summer. It's like, dude, you want to grow this business or not? Like, actually, yeah, it, it actually like it when that happened. I was like, wow, um, I actually believe that like this guy knows what he's doing in business if he's going to yell at him like that. Like, that's good. Like, the fact that he's going to, like, put him in his place, at, you know, because I feel like some some business managers that we know on our show you just blow smoke up people's butts. <laughs> I'm just shocked. Like, to me, this is still such a novelty purchase that I'm just shocked at the, sh- the volume and the huge warehouse I have now. Like, like I mean, you go to Home Goods or tj maxx or anything and there's like way cuter pillows that i would purchase before purchasing one of his dumb pillows i don't even i don't get it i get it as a fan to be like i bought a craig pillow but that's like a one-off right it's like mammals beer cheese you're gonna buy a one-off you're gonna that's buy- kind of how what i felt like about like lala's makeup too like you you know you might buy like like i have lala's lip gloss but like i'm not gonna be like okay i need to refill my moisturizer <laughs> my eyeshadow like i need to restock for the new season like i don't think anyone is like i you know what i'm gonna not go to sephora and ulta i'm just going straight to my computer to order from lala beauty <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's working for her yeah but and that's i think and that for craig <laughs> i think that is like the biggest lesson is don't like don't wonder it don't be like i wonder if someone will buy this like they will buy it people want to support people and like that is the most beautiful thing about all of us like i, mm-hmm. I love that 
oh my god, I was listening to Jax, just a fraction of it, and he was talking about his blocked by Jax. He had someone on, and they asked about that. Like it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. He's like, that's mine. That's my saying. I came out with that. I had merch. He's like, I sold thousands. He's like, you'll see thousands of pieces out there. That was mine. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, wasn't it K or something? K's creations on Etsy. It's like, no, it was someone else's product. You saw it on Ariana. You got pissed that you're not making money off of it. You 100%. tried to recreate it. Yes. And he was saying how he started it. He started the merch. He started the phrase. He's like, you didn't even start the phrase. The fans started 100%. Locked by Jax. Like he, he probably is also gonna say that he made the artwork of his own face. <laughs> He's like, I made that. It's mine. By the way, it's a huge like mural in Jax's Studio City. I'm like, I remember messaging Jeremy. I'm like, oh, cause he's selling merch of that too. I'm like, I hope you're getting a kickback for that. And he's like. Yeah, I mean, that's their their friends, so, like, it's fine. I just thought it was interesting, because we'll see how much money he makes off that, but, yeah, it's, it's up there in Jackson's Studio City. Like, it would be cool, like, if, if, like, Jeremy could at least, like, have, like, his signature in the corner or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know. I mean, we give credit on our cards when we use it, but, we also know. We also paid for it. Like, I don't think Jax ever did. Right. So, um, yeah, anyways, I just thought it was funny. Like, the, like sure, Jax, you like, you know what? You've now been in any stamps. Blocked by Jax. It's like, you didn't start that. No. <laughs> <sighs> so frustrating. So Rod tells Austin that he took Olivia out. And uh, it was fun to watch Austin, Austin squirm. Because he can't say shit. Because he's going after his buddy's ex-girlfriend. So that was fun just to watch him, like, be uncomfortable you spoiled little brat all pouty and shit <laughs> now i saw some chatter about this online of people saying like obviously he should have asked before this conversation like he missed a step because like he already did it and then he's like bringing it he's bringing it to austin but i think it was fine how he did it like they're seeing how it goes like he gave him a heads up like i think that's fair and austin never did that with uh chelsea to Shep, he never did it with Taylor. Whatever happened with Taylor, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't do that. He slept with um, some of Craig's people. He didn't go to Craig. Hey, can I hook up with your ex? You know? Yeah. So, <sighs> um, Shep comes over to Olivia. So that's right. They live super close. Um, I can attest to that. On Isla Palm is really small. Um, you know what I thought about? What? Okay, one second. Okay. This. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm going to text Chad right now to bring me a water. Chad, can you bring me a water? I know, my voice is getting all scratchy right now, so I have to I know, I might, lubricate. I feel like I'm getting thirsty. So, she's staying at her parents' house. Her parents are in Houston. It was rumored her brother lived at her parents' house, too. Mm-hmm. This was right around when he died. So, imagine, so I did the math, and I went back and checked dates. 
because I know they were filming when I was there, and I was middle of January. So this is now the end of January, right? We're in episode three. Mm-hmm. He died January 30th. So right now, she's going through finding out about this Taylor Olivia, I mean, Taylor Austin thing, right from Taylor's face. She's dealing with all of that. And then probably within a week, she finds out her brother died. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. Like, I, th- I think what we saw this week, it was right before he died. Well, like, that's freaking girl. horrible, dude. Okay, so I, I can't, like, not talk about this scene anymore. It, I, I, I don't, like, it was freaking horrible. And I feel like every single person can relate to, like, that time where they, They've heard rumors about something. They suspect that something is maybe going on. Um, and then you're trying to play it cool when you actually hear the truth. And, like, you're trying to, like, breathe through it and, like, walk away and, like, process before, like, you just, everything falls apart. And it was, like, very hard to watch because I've been there. Like, I felt that before. It's horrible. I can't even. I mean, she's watching. It's like slow-mo of taylor like well i mean we discussed it and then it just got worse and worse she's like wait a minute wait a minute you talk to your family about it she's like yeah she's like did austin talk to his family about it she's like well yeah she's like so it's serious enough for you to talk to your families about it like who does that i feel like taylor brought that up to like kind of like divert the conversation like oh like well I even called like my brother like trying to like almost distract the conversation but by her like honing in on that completely exposed how wacky that was and then she turns around and she's like so you contacted your parents about this but you guys have done nothing nothing has happened and now she's going I swear swear on the bible swear on anything it's like how can you believe someone who just said a second ago nothing was happening and now all these facts are like water falling out of her mouth? Right. I was just like, oh my God. Like, you know, like when someone's like trying to gaslight you into thinking like, like, come on, like just relax. Like nothing. Like, you know me. Like I, it's like, wait, but you just said like this, this, and this, and that's like something you would never do, but you just did it. Remember when Kristen swore on her niece and nephew's lives? Yes. (laughs) so people do Olivia so don't don't believe her well I mean like there's I feel like there's like some secrets that even like when I mean I I have done things that are horrible and in the moment I'm like I am going to like take this to the grave like nothing is going to like I'm gonna lie till I die on this like this is not leaving you know, like, I will not speak of this. And yeah. then, like, I think that's what she was thinking. And, but then, like, little by little, like, the facts were coming out. And she's, like, um, like, and was started questioning it. And the whole thing just unraveled. Yeah, because let's just say even if they truly nothing physical ever, ever, ever did happen, it's still bad. And by her own admission, she's the one that fucked up, Taylor. By saying all this, by saying... Oh, so you were thinking about it. Like, these two mourned through each other's relationships together at the same time. Two sets of best friends. It's the whole... It it couldn't have been any more awkward and inappropriate. You know, if it was any other girl that that did that with Austin, but that was the girl she got through her breakup with Austin with. Taylor Olivia was the girl that Taylor got through her breakup with Shep with. Like, 
it's insane. It's just the fact that you would even go there in your head, talk about it with him, talk about it with your respective families. That's already betrayal. I, I don't mean, care if you never oh, touched totally. him. Well, and and I feel like like let let's operate off the fact that she's not lying. Let's say she's not lying. Um, they obviously were talking either in person or on the phone, whatever they were doing, and saying like, you know, like. I just wish, like, the person that I was interested in had this, this, and this as a characteristic. And then kind of pointing out that each of them does have that characteristic. And then even saying, like, what, you know, like, should we give this a shot? Like, do you think, like, what would it be like if we were together? And then, like, taking that further to call your family and say, like, what would you think about? Like, it's just, like, a bizarre thing to do unless something happened. Are you asking your family what they were what they would think about something if, unless you were thinking it was something serious. Exa- that's what I, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like the day, the date, even if, like if we operate on the fact that it did, like their daydreaming went too far. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they were imagining what it would be like. Yeah. They should have never talked to their families. Well, they, I, I would not be calling up Ron and Diane and saying, Hey guys, like, what do you, what do you think about this? Like, give me some feedback. Yikes. Yeah. So uh, it's going to heat up. Yeah. Like what on earth is going to happen in the next episode? Um, Like it's going to like, we're going to get to see reactions from everyone. Yeah. And then they're going to have to deal with their brother's death. I would imagine. I don't know how. That, I mean, I know she didn't want to talk about it for a while. Like that would be my breaking point. Like that would be my rock bottom. That would be like I'm done filming. Um, like we're yeah. I'm not doing this, and like everybody better like fall in line and like not disrespect me like this again. You know, like <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Oof, well, stay tuned. Yes. All right, we're happy to announce it's the finale of OC, and I am ready for it to be over with. I just, and I'm not even excited for the reunion because we're just going to have Tamara yelling and screaming like, "That's what I thought. That's my opinion." I'm like, I don't care. So I was extremely let down by this um, finale. Like, yes, I have the same feeling as you. Um, it didn't feel final to me. It didn't like there was no like climax to the episode it just ended and I kind of took like a breath of relief and I'm not um eager or anxious for the reunion yeah because just like you said like Tamara is gonna come in hot Heather is gonna wave her finger around and say she's done um Mm -hmm. and Shannon wait so the reunion was shot before everything happened with Shannon right I, yes. That's a bummer. Yeah. See, that would have been cool if it happened like now. Yeah, but then the whole thing would have been about that. And then they never address all the other issues. That's you know? true. Like, we'll, we'll address this in the next season, right? If there's another one. Kind of happened with Luann and yeah, it tends to, it, everything gets taken over. That's which, true. Was it something else in like VPR or something? Oh, well, even like the, the Brock thing, it's like, no one really got to address the Lala Randall stuff. It's just like, you know, there's always something that comes up and you're like, wait a minute, they just got off easy because this came up, yes, you know? Yes. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, that was crazy on Shannon's elbow, though. Did you see that bruise? Yes. Like, and then they show, she's like, I think I got it off the boat. But, like, it looks like you just slid gracefully into the water. I don't, I didn't hear a clunk. No. I think she probably was drunk and probably fell. Did you see that um, that she was walking Archie um, and she has a broken arm? Like, like, oh. she, like she's holding the, her USC leash with Archie and, like, her sweatshirt is, like, you know, kind of like how Ariana Grande wears her sweatshirt, like, super low to, like, almost to her fingertips. But you can see that there's a cast, like, around going around the thumb and the hand. Like, she has a broken oh, arm. Interesting. Yikes. But the, the airbags didn't go off. Yeah, so that that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It was all, they're talking about, Heather thinks all the girls are scared of Tamara, and I'm sure they are, just at some point. Um, but also, Emily's right, too. Heather never truly apologizes. or t- It's always, I'm sorry you feel that way, kind of thing. Like, she doubled down on that Snuffleupagus shit. There's no way that's, like, how can you take that? As, unless you're like, God... You're such a cozy comfort. Like, I used to feel that way with Snuffleupagus, like the secret, happy, you know, like, there's no way she could have made that right. And she just doubled down. She's like, I'm sorry you took that as a, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like in all of the, like, whenever they do a flashback montage of Heather and the ways that the cast has seen her as problematic or whatever. It's always the same thing. Like she'll, she stirs it up. She says something condescending and then she comes back to you and she's like, I'm, you know, I love you and I care about you. I care about our friendship. Like just, you know what? Next time I'm going to come to you if something's bothering me and we'll just talk it out. Like that's how we will do this friendship. And then it's like, then it happens again. And then she says that again and, and you can't believe her because she's called when she backs up the losers thing. She's like, I was talking about Noella and Dr. Jen. I'm like, Dr. Jen, you were friends with her. You had her over for dinner with her husband to help her. And like, what? now you're calling her a loser? Like, so you can't be trusted, you know? And then she plays that Tamara thing, which was totally out of context. Um, Tamara's annoying, but like she did mean it as a as a joke, it was like, you know, if you heard the whole podcast thing, um, I don't know. She just twisted it. I'm like, well, isn't this convenient? But I don't know. You can't say, I didn't say that. Oh, I did. But I was talking about Dr. Jen, who was also my friend. Noella, sure. They weren't friends, but I don't know. It just, it's just like, I would never say that. I don't call people losers. But then in another scene, she said she did. It's just, I truly believe that, Heather doesn't know how to have friends. And I know she has friends that are outside the show because I have been around those friends. I'm actually friends with a few of those people. But it's also very much like on the surface. And I, I don't know. I just I just have this feeling about her that she doesn't she doesn't like like she pretty much says like I don't need this like I don't need this like I am ha- already happy I already have everything I want like kind of like I'm better than you I don't need it I I don't know I just I just get that feeling from yeah. her but I also on the flip side I think she's still confused by like the feedback that she's getting from people and deep down 
her feelings are hurt because she wants to be accepted. She wants people to want her around. And so she's coming from like a place of hurt and like lashing out and then also pulling back and being like, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need the, and it's like, yeah. you want, you want people to fight for you and they're not. Yeah. And I want to fight for you, but it's, it's hard because I think Tamara's overdoing it. Tamara's trying to play the role of Tamara. I, I think it's, the season's been about nothing and about the dumbest fights and shit that is nobody's business. Bring the Ryan stuff up once. You, you, how many times did Tamara apologize to Jen and say, we're good, we're good, we're starting fresh, and then do the same shit to her nine times more? I'm like, do you have any other pots to stir, Tamara? 100%. So for that, I'm on Team Heather's side because at least Heather's not trying to just manufacture shit. Well, her. and... I, I also have a feeling that, like, secretly behind the scenes, that when Heather is venting like she does to Terry and, like, we see her, like, when she breaks the fourth wall and she's kind of talking to the producers about that she's done, um, I have a feeling that they're kind of telling her, good, like, say that you're done, like, expose what's going on here because it is interesting and it is triggering Tamara and Tamara needs that because there's really nothing else going on. So I, yeah. I really think they were trying to make this work, but, like, neither one of them are budging. So it's kind of, like, we don't know who we're rooting for at this point. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. But it's now it's the end, and it's like, now what do we do? Did you enjoy the enema scene? <sighs> okay. <laughs> do you want to do that next time you come over? And I'll help you. <laughs> I, like... You guys know I love poop. I love, like, all of that. But um, this is where I draw the line. And I think it's, like, mainly because, like, even if someone sat there, like, sat me down there, like, listen, Holly, like, this could cure your diabetes. This could do this, this, and this. Like, I I don't think I could do it. Like, it's it's too like, much. Even one of the, the commercial places you go to that we've seen on other housewife shows where they do it in the the doctor room. I mean, if the benefits were so great that people were coming out glowing and looking like and being like, I lost 20 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Like if I could go do it before BravoCon and like, like look amazing, like maybe, maybe. But but not at your friend's And and I have your friend help you insert it. I think that's (laughs) where they like if if she if she couldn't use it by herself and be comfortable and like be like wow, this yeah. is actually easy and enjoyable. Maybe then I would have been like, okay, but it looked horrifying. Oh my God. And then like, yeah. And and, 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 I, I, and, the- and even if you invented it, Sarah, I wouldn't be like, Sarah, can you see if I got it in the right hole? Like there, there's <laughs> just, there. Mm-mm. like I feel like the, the actual mm-hmm. device, it should have a little sensor where it's like, that's right. Or like, that's wrong. Like I don't want to have to open the door and check with anyone. Well, you know you have to do those things before certain surgeries or appointments. That's why I don't. That's why I don't go to the hospital. Well, I know. Um, one of my friends just had to have that done, and I was. I texted her after. I was like, "How was it?" And she's like, "It was fine." <laughs> like, uh. I haven't Google what the difference between an enema and a colonic was, and now I know. It's oh. just. It's just more. Well, not to give away the podcast that we're doing on Tuesday. I know you already said what it was, but the movie, I don't want to give away the movie that we're watching, but I've been doing a lot of Googling about the Amish. So, 
Um, yeah. I've always been. A, did you ever watch Amish in the City back in the mid two thousands? A little, but I didn't get into it enough to like. I was like, like now I'm like, like my search like history kids, is like wild. They came to Hollywood. That was so. And one of them was like smoking hot, but he didn't know it, so it's even better. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like with like, well, now I'm veering off. I should probably save this for the other podcast. But like. When I watch cri- things about crimes and whatever, it makes me want to be off the grid and, like, not have a cell phone, not have a computer. Yes. Like, it's it's just smarter. It just is. Yes. I've wanted to be Amish several times, actually, until all these Lifetime movies came out that I don't want to be Amish anymore. It's I, basically, like, I always thought I could be a sister wife. I'm like, because I, I want a husband that's gone a lot, right? I'm like, this would be great. And they the early, early seasons of Sister Wives, you're like, they all, like get along this is fantastic i could do this and yeah then, it's like a little village then i started watching like escaping polygamy and like the dark shit that really goes on in all of these religions and i'm like oh my god because my family would get so mad at me they're like do you know what really happens i'm like no these ladies did it by choice they were all adults like you know like they're, he married robin who was a divorcee with three kids and she was like 35 it's not like they're marrying 12 year olds and the, that's the other extremist group of Mormon. You know what I mean? So I was always defending this loser Cody Brown, who I hate. But the early seasons, I was like, I think they've got it made. They only have to deal with this guy like once a week. You know? Yeah. But Amish too. I'm like, God, that just sounds like such a peaceful, um, nice way to live off the land. (laughs) I mean, I've never, like I, like all of my friends that haven't, you know, been born here in California. Anytime I get to like pick someone's brain, like I pick your brain about um, Minnesota, you know, like one of my other friends lived in Pennsylvania and I'm like, like she's like Amish furniture is amazing. I'm like, what? Like, what, what do you like? I want to see these things. Oh, you can, there's a huge um, Amish furniture warehouse in my town. When you come visit. (sighs) Remember the doctor I would go to the specialty in South Dakota where people come from all around the world. Right. And you can't like, it's it's just like word of mouth. They've never done any like marketing, but they're like because they would treat um, farmers and and whatnot. It's just like they have this special crazy way they treat people, and because it's not commercial or whatever, the Amish and the Mennonite will go because they don't believe in like modern medicine and stuff. Right. But the way these guys treat you, um, and like everyone, like oh my back's been hurting. Oh I have migraines. Everything's cured all the time. We have so many success stories in my family, friends, whatever. Um, but it's always like 90% Amish. So I'm in there and I'm just watching everybody. You know, they're all in the outfits. And I'm like, wait, how come that guy gets to wear like jeans and a plaid shirt? And then I'm like, then my mom's just like, oh, they're Mennonite. They don't have to like, that's like a, it's like Amish light. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see in this movie, he's out with a Mennonite guy. Like Mennonites, they can drive cars. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. But I did. I'm like, I go. So they couldn't even call to make. I'm like, how do they make an appointment? Um, they have someone call for them to make the appointments, and then I'm like, well, how are they getting here? Because all these, a lot of the Amish, they're coming up from Kentucky to come to this clinic. And I'm like, how they get here? Um, they all take a big bus. I'm like, well, that's a commercial vehicle. But I guess that's okay for them to accept a ride. They just can't have them themselves. Anyways, I learned a lot back in those days when I was going to that clinic because it was fascinating. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, anyways. it's I, I felt a little bad, though, when I finished because I thought, 
oh shoot, normally we want like we talk about the Hallmark or Lifetime movie on this podcast. We kind of like make fun of it, and I'm like, we can't really make fun of this movie. It's a terrible tragedy. And yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I'm like, I, I'm I'm only halfway through right now, but I'm just like. How am I? How am I going to make this entertaining and funny? <laughs> like, I, know, I, I feel like we're gonna, it's going to be such a doomsday podcast. I'm like, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> because like the other murder ones, like they're still campy, like the Tory Spelling well, ones. Well, yeah, there's there's a couple of things I feel like we can make fun of. Like we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Just the name itself, Amish stud. Yeah, and it's like screen names and stuff. Yes, but. Anyways, okay, so we talked about this. So really the only thing to talk about is just the party and the costumes. Like, Okay, the party was, like, very underwhelming for me. Like, I, I think, like, I'm, again, like, I'm burnt out on, like, the themes. And, and I hate when they walk into their party and, like, it's been done for them. And they walk around, they're like, wow, this looks amazing, you guys. Like, wow, like, look over here. Look over there. It's like, you just stayed home and, like, did glam while someone busted their ass setting this up. Usually they show up late, too, like Kyle Richards or whatever. They show up late. It's like, it's your party. Yeah, and then people like, wow, Gina, you really nailed this one. Yeah, great job. Yeah, this one on the park. Yeah. Like, she didn't do shit. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk, like, what was your favorite costume? Um, I really liked the popcorn, Emily's popcorn one. I thought Heather's was so boring. I feel like Heather, like, has also doubled down on, like, that outfit. Like, I think she knows she looks amazing in, like, a little cat suit like that. And, um, yeah. But, yeah, nothing, like, it wasn't like, wow, I hope I can find that at Halloween Club. I mean, Shannon looked like when she dressed as Mrs. Roper. I mean, she kind of looked like the same. And, like, she needs to stop doing her makeup. Like, she, like, put 25 years on her face. And can she get off of effing John's case? For John, John, put your hat, put, put the hat on. Put the hat on. God. And he's like, I don't like that. He's like, she's like, put it on. And then, yeah. and then they get to the party and he's like, can I please, like, like the hats really bother me. Can I just put it down by your purse? Yes, put it, just go put it by my purse then. It's like, oh, my God. Like, why did you, like, torture him? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't needed. Like, he can make an entrance, fine. Take one picture, then, yeah. Like, Eddie, Eddie and Tamara, like, it didn't even look like they were dressed up. Like, I, I literally couldn't even tell she had a costume on. Not saying, like, she looks like an ugly, whatever, she was a clown or whatever, but it was just, yeah. like... Nothing out of the ordinary, and... I like Shane and Terry's. <laughs> Me too. I also, like, the, like just like Gina said, I felt bad for Terry in this episode, too. Like, when they yeah. start, when um, Tamara and Heather started going at it, it's like, he can't step in, because everyone would be like, shut up, Terry! You know, like, I'm sure Tamara would have said that, but... It would be hard to watch your significant other, like, fight for their life on, you know, the finale of the show. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of elephants in the circus, elephant in the room, Taylor. Okay. (laughs) First of all, I think she knows what she's doing. I think she's leaning into this how she got famous with the cotton candy scene and the, the other thing she put in her mouth. Like, she's famous for that. So... She, like, deep throats Jen's ice cream cone. Like, she did that on purpose, I think. 100%. Um, but I was, like, 
really jealous that they had Handel's ice cream there. Like, that was the one thing that Gina did well. Um, because that ice cream is freaking amazing. Um, and I didn't know they did little carts like that. I thought that was so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, she, I, I, her costume, I didn't really... Was distracting it. The, it was like the poofy. I don't know. I guess it looked like it, but I felt like she looked more like a piece of candy or yeah, like, like, candy. yeah, like, I mean, it was like, I loved that it was so full out. Like, she, you know, it wasn't just like she was just wearing like a cat suit. She was, but it should have been like fluffy, ruffly if it was cotton candy, like foofy. Yes. Yeah. I felt like it missed the mark a little, but just to sum up Taylor on this season, <laughs> I feel like. She did not bother me. Like, I actually really liked her. Until now? Yeah, like, in the role that she played, though. <laughs> like, I, I thought that, like... Well, she seemed very understanding and listening to, like, Heather last week in Mexico. She was like, no, I get it. Yeah, she was, like, listening. She wasn't trying to fix anything. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. But then she's got this other side. But she's so gross. It's It's the same Taylor that came out to the paparazzi in front of Craig's. It's like, what? Yes. She sw- uh, they're the one that climbed in the suitcase on Beverly Hills. She flips that switch and she gets nasty. Well, and I think that that's why I bet you like when the producers interview her, you know, like for when they, she was on Beverly Hills and for Orange County, they're like, listen, this chick, like we, there's something there. Like we, we need to have a contract with her because she's reality TV gold. It's going to come. You just need to be patient Wait for it. Yeah. And unfortunately it happened at Craig's instead of on the freaking show. Yeah. But here, like she freaks out a couple times and like, first of all, I totally get how they're like, A, I didn't know they were going out and how they're asked them to, to wait and not go or something. Okay. That makes more sense with that context. But if she said, Oh, hold on, I'm going to grab my soup. She goes and like eat some soup as an experienced drinker. And you can ask anyone else that drinks a lot. As soon as you get that food in your mouth, there's no more drinking. You're going to bed. You're passing out. And even if like she ate the soup too fast and she's like, whoa, I need to sit here for a minute, which is what it looked like she did because she was on top of the bed, not in the bed. Like, let me let this food settle for a minute. And it makes you so tired after drinking and then eating food late. You just, you pass out. You you fall asleep. There's, you know, so I totally understand how that happened. And I think Heather had a good point too. Like, well, if you were so concerned, may, maybe, you know, you knew I was drinking. Maybe I fell. Maybe so, I hit my head you could have checked on me so i thought taylor was like way too dramatic about that and the offense that it was but then to be going off and like you don't even have any money my friends have real money beverly hills baby yeah (laughs) crazy yeah unhinged gold I don't know. It was fun. It's just, wow. It's yeah. so embarrassing. I would have the real scaries the next morning. I mean, she can't really, like, $55 million, What does that buy you? And, like, that's, on Selling Sunset, that's, like, their high-end house that nobody gets. Yes. So $55 million is nothing to sneeze at, Taylor. It's not. 
But it's bigger than Beverly Hills. Yeah. I don't know. What else did you think? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just... My other problem that I had with the with the ending was Gina, who was like the go between, like um, like she's going to be understanding of Heather, and she's going to check in with Tam, like she's going to hear everything, and like she's just trying to decide, like if she's a good friend, if she's friends with Heather, like am I still hurt by Heather or am I not? Like I'm caught in the middle. Like I, I don't know that it wasn't yeah. doing it for me. No, and and this is where. Like, I kind of throw my support behind Emily more because at least she freaking stays true to, like, being annoyed with who she's annoyed with. And says it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I I don't know, like, as, like, a friend or whatever, like, it would be more comforting to me to have Emily talk her shit to me and then, like, we move past it versus, like, the the behind-the-back talking that, like, never gets resolved. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And, like... This is, like, one of the first seasons where I wasn't, like, completely annoyed with Shane. Oh, I love Shane. Like, sometimes, like, like you know, like, especially when he first came on, I was like, I was like, ugh, no, no, no. Well, yeah, that's season one, because we didn't understand him. We didn't understand. And so, and like. he's also a dick, too. Yes. But, so, this, I felt like this uh, season he had a, a good one. Yeah. I'm thinking about, yeah. One of them was, once we figured it out. Then, like, everything he said was funny. But, yeah, he's so, – there were still some moments when he's like, are you going to eat that? And we th- we all took it as like, oh, my God, what a dick. But he was just fucking with her, you know? Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I-, I would like more Shane. Yes. The guy I don't like butter. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's all I have. Um. Yeah. I- again, like, I just, like, the whole t- – like, I'm not – I'm not at the level like Tamara didn't make me mad enough at Heather to make this work. Like it, it seems like very. Yeah. Well, because everything Tamara is accusing Heather of Tamara also did. Yes. I think, you know? I think that's what it is. And and I think that the editors thought that like we would all be saying like we would be calling her a hypocrite and we would be so outraged that then at the reunion we could like, you know, check and balance everything. But I don't think that that quite happened. For some reason, it's just like it just didn't work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tamara definitely talked about Shannon's relationship. Yeah. Just as much or more than Heather did. Oh, my God. The one thing I forgot about. Ryan's dick. Oh. <laughs> like, do you really? Come yeah. On, dude. Yes. Boy, he sure wanted to show that. <sighs> what are we going to put in there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't need him around. Did you, but... s- did you see, um, like, get a glimpse at their reunion looks? Oh, yeah, that everyone is in spring and then Heather's in black. Yes. <laughs> and she usually will wear that, like, 1950s Lucille Ball, like, floral, foofy. Yes. Just, now she's all, like, sleek and Ariana cut out. Yeah, like her, like, she's like, it's the death of the show, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I didn't get real, real good looks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be fun to to do it like when the, when the show airs, but um yeah, I just thought the heather and the black was funny. 
Yep. Okay, well, we have, like, a lot of fun stuff to watch this week. Again, we're going to have a busy week of show watching, a busy week of going to events and doing podcasts. So, everybody stay tuned. I know. I've got to remind myself, Masked Singer, Special Forces, just to get those little, not not because they're compelling, but I just want, he's got to be eliminated this week. Come on. Yeah. He was already guest last week. All right. And then we don't need to give this guy any more airtime. And then OC reunion, probably. NYC was on tonight. Again, we'll see if it's any better. I'll let you know if it is. But don't, you know, why bother? But, you know, so far, I think I like Southern Charm and Salt Lake, you know, doing it for me. Yeah, I, me too. I, I'm in on those. And we'll keep you posted on our event stuff this week. All right. Yes. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.